this series called the year of the roar. And I believe that's where we're at now. I believe that this year we're going to see and hear things from God that we never dreamed we was going to see and hear. I believe we're going to hear an, a, a, a word from God that's going to come forth like nothing that we've ever heard before. And so this series has been titled the year of the roar. And we've been looking at things about a lion and the lion. And we want to uh, just remind you of some of these things. And uh, looks like Bobby's still struggling there, Reese. I don't know if something's up with the computer or what. But while they work on that, let me just remind you of some things about a lion. A lion usually roars between the hours of dusk and dawn and early morning. He usually roars between the hours. In other words, he roars as you're headed into a night season and to announce that the night season is over. And like we looked at last week, no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're facing, no matter what's going on, it is the end. The, this year, the year of the roar, I don't believe it's a roar that's taking us into a dark season. I believe that this is a roar that's letting us know the dark season is over that he's going to take and do things that we never thought he was going to take and do, that we thought we would never see in our lifetime. He roars for a couple different reasons. He, he roars to stay in touch with companions with whom he's temporarily been separated. He roars to ad advertise his location, his strength to rivals. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> And, and, and here's an interesting thing. A lion can distinguish the roars of his companions from the roars of lions he doesn't know. He can tell who's his and who's not. And then finally, the lion's roar can be heard up to five miles away. And male lions will only stay with a pride as long as they are able to protect and defend that pride. Now let's look at the two scriptures we've been looking at every week. Revelation chapter five, verse five, out of God's word translation, says this, it says, and one of the leaders said to me, stop crying. I think that's the word for today. Stop crying, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has won the victory. Not going to win, not trying to win. He has won. And this is the lion that we serve, Sally. He said, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has won the victory. He can open the scroll and the seven seals on it. Now jump to uh, Revelation 10, verse 2. Revelation 10, verse 2 from the uh, voice says, and in his hand was a little scroll that had been unrolled and he placed his right foot on the sea and his left foot on dry land. Then he shouted with a voice that sounded like a roaring lion. And when he cried out, the seven thunders answered with their own rumbling voices. You see, when the lion cries out, even the voice of nature cries out with him in response. And I know 
that we've, we've looked through some things and we're, we hear some things and you turn on the TV and everything's negative. But I'm telling you folks, we serve the line of the tribe of Judah. We don't serve anything else. We don't serve anyone else. We don't serve a, a, a governmental system of this world. So I'm telling you, there is a roar that is getting ready to come. There is a sound that is getting ready to come that says the end of the night season is over, that the greatest days are yet ahead. Folks, I'm telling you, the greatest days for the body of Christ is still ahead of her and they're not behind her. Oh. We're, we're not giving up this thing. So I want to jump to number three again, Bobby, and it should be your next slide. It says that a lion can distinguish the roars of companions from those of strangers. And the first thing I want to talk to you about today is the lion knows you. He recognizes your voice he recognizes your prayer. He recognizes when you call out to him. He hears you. He, you're, you're not just praying to the sky. You're not just praying to the ceiling and they're coming back down and bouncing you. The word says that when we, that he receives our prayers, it's like an offering. We're going to get into some of this. Go to Psalms 141. Psalms 141 verse 1 from the message. He says, God come close. This is David's cry. I think this has been some of our cry this year. God, come close. Come quickly. Open your ears. It's my voice you're hearing. <laughs> Treat my prayer as sweet incense rising and my hands raised and my hands raised are evening prayers. So you got to understand when you pray to God, when you cry out to God, your voice actually becomes a sweet incense. Anybody ever burned incense in your home? Yeah. Come on, we've all <laughs> I'm not even going there. Um, but if you've ever burned incense, you know, you know, I had a candle in my office here a while back and, and when you opened the door and you walked in, you could smell that aroma of my candle all through, all through this church. And, and, and I thought, that's what prayers is. You see, when we begin to pray, now imagine if we all prayed the same prayer. If we all started declaring, this is the year of the roar, this is the begin end of the night season, this is the beginning of the rule of the lion of the tribe of Judah, this is that. Imagine when that prayer goes up before him, your prayers go up before him and they begin to create an atmosphere. They begin to create a smell throughout all of heaven and he, your prayers are beautiful to him. They're a sweet incense as we rise up before him. And every time we lift our hands, he says, it's like an evening sacrifice. It's like a sacrifice that we come. See, we've got to understand that he promises to hear our cries. And when not only does he hear our cries, I like what David said, hey, it's my voice you're hearing. <laughs> hey God, it's me. In case you forgot about little old me down here. But the Bible says that his eye is never too far that he cannot see or that he's never too far away that his hand cannot save Psalms 61 we're going to just get through these today Psalm 61 from the living Bible he says this he says oh God I'm starting in verse 1 he says oh God listen to me hear my prayer for wherever I am Though far away at the ends of the earth, 
I will cry to you. For, he said, hey, no matter what I'm going through, God, I'm going to cry out. I'm going to yell for you, God. I'm going, to, I'm going to cry out to you, God. And he said, no matter where I am, I'll cry out for help. He said, and when my heart is faint and overwhelmed, lead me to the mighty towering rock for safety. For you are my refuge, my high tower where my enemies never reach me. I shall live forever in your tabernacle. See, there's something about coming into the tabernacle of God. Not only do we come to the tabernacle together, but you understand that you are the tabernacle of God. See, when we go to the house of God, see, I'm already in, I'm always in the house of God. I'll try that over here. We're always in the house of God. You can't get out of the house of God. When I, before I formed you, see, he's the one that formed you in your mother's womb. He knew the spirit that your body carries before it ever left heaven. So you've got to understand, your spirit, all life, comes straight from heaven. He knows your voice because he knew your voice before you got here. Mm. He recognizes you when you pray because he has always known your voice. And he created a body so that to, oh goodness, he created a body to carry the voice that he has always known. And so when he created a body to carry a voice that he has always known, when we cry out to him, he recognizes the voice because he's always known it. Amen. That's good. Oh. You are not foreign to God. You can't get out of the house of God because he formed you. He knew you before you were born. Uh, that's why David says, I shall live in the tabernacle forever. Oh, to be safe beneath the shelter of your wings. For you have heard my vows. Well, how do I know he's heard my vows? Because he's always known my voice. <laughs> he prepared a body to carry this voice so that this voice can speak into this realm and into this reality and begin to create. See, when God formed man in the garden, he breathed into his nostrils and man became, we, we say a living soul, but the original language would have said man became a speaking spirit. See, if we're going to serve the lion, we got to understand that we're part of the pride. A pride is a group of lions. And when the, when the, when the main lion roars, somebody's got to roar back. It is time for you to begin to open your mouth. It's time to begin to speak into the realm of reality and to, uh, for us to begin to create because God said, let us make man in our image. Let us make him after our likeness. And so God formed man and woman in his image after his likeness. And he breathed into man and man became a speaking spirit. He became a voice. He became a roar. Amen. Amen. You became the roar. Ugh. And when you begin to speak into the reality that is around you, you are roaring into something. And like Revelation chapter 10 said, even the very thunders will roar back because they recognize your roar. They recognize your voice. Oh, for you have heard my vows, oh God, to praise you every day 
and you have given me the blessings reserved to those who reverence your name. See, your roar is recognized. It's not some weird, strange sound that enters heaven. It is a familiar sound that has always echoed there. And when you begin to speak and we begin to pray here and we begin to call out things here, then God begins to hear that sound, that familiar sound, that familiar roar. And he pays attention. John chapter 10. John chapter 10, verse 14. We know this one. I alone am the good shepherd. I know those whose hearts are mine. For they recognize me and know me. Just as my father knows my heart, I know my father's heart and am ready to give my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep. Now we know he was talking to the children of Israel. We know he's talking to the Jewish people here. But in verse 16, he's talking about us. In verse 16, he's going to say, it's not just the Israel people voice that I know. He said, but I have other sheep that I will gather, which are not of the Jewish flock. And I, and I, their shepherd must lead them too. Look at this. And they will follow me and listen to my voice. And I will join them all into one flock with the shepherd. You see, he was saying it's not only one group of people that know my voice. It's not only one group of people that I know their voice. He said, but there's all kinds. There's all over the world and I am drawing them all. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, then I will draw how many men to himself? He is drawing all men. Why? Because those voices came straight out of heaven and he hears them when they call and they know his voice. Well, there's no way that so-and-so knows the voice of God. Yeah, they do. They just ain't figured it out that whose voice they're hearing yet. <laughs> Come on. They just haven't figured out whose voice they're hearing yet. But that's, that's our job. Kevin, that's our job. It's to tell them, you know that little thing? That's why, how you know that happened? Because you ever been around somebody and they say, well, something just told me. And they don't know God. They don't, they don't believe Jesus. They don't even like Jesus sometimes. But they say, I just knew. Somehow I just knew. Why? Because they recognize that voice. Amen. Their spirit, their voice recognized. Their spirit knows that voice because it came from that voice. Amen. And when it came from that voice, it was placed inside of a body. That voice was placed inside. So they are receptors. They still hear God. That's why people find it strange when the Lord puts it on your heart to prophesy to somebody that you don't know who they really are. You don't even know if they believe God. I can't tell you the times I've walked into or walked out of Walmart to prophesy over somebody. Well, how do you know? Listen, God doesn't care. He's got a word for them. He's got it because he hears their voice. We were, Dee and I were walking into Walmart up here in Cambridge. Uh, it's been a year or so back and this young man came out and when I walked by him Lana my spirit just jumped I'm like ooh I don't know him 
and, and, and he jumped in the car and I turned around. Dee didn't even know I left her. She just keeps walking. I turned around and I stopped the car. I'm standing in front of the car. Now imagine that one. You go to pull away and I'm standing in front of your car. And I said, wait a minute. And I walk over to the passenger side because he got in the passenger and he rolled the window down. He's like, what? And I began to tell him what God spoke to my spirit as we walked by. You see, we came from the same, we came from the same place. We both came straight out of heaven. (laughs) You do realize every, oh, glory. And so that echoing voice of heaven spoke to my spirit and had a word for him. And before I left, this young man was crying, sitting in the passenger side of this car because some weird dude stood in front of him. You see, you've got a voice. You're, you, hear the, you hear the lions roar. It echoes into your spirit, but they do too. And sometimes they just need to be, it's like the song we sing, I need to be reminded that they belong to him. They need to be reminded that he has forgiven them. They need to be reminded that he has already paid the price and there's no more price to pay. They need to be reminded that he is a father that still loves them and will with open arms receive them to himself. They just need to be reminded because they've already came from the lion. Oh, okay. Jeremiah 29. It's that echoing voice that reigns throughout humanity. Jeremiah 29 verse 12 from the Amplified says, and then you will call on me and you will come and pray to me and I will, see this is a promise straight from God here. And I will hear your voice and I will listen to you. you, I told the intercessory prayer group uh, on Tuesday afternoon, I said, here's the thing you have to remember. You have God's ear. When we pray, when we cry out to God, we have his ear. Why? Because it's a sound he recognizes. It's a voice he knows. You have the ear of God. And here he promises it through through the prophet Jeremiah. He says, you'll call to me and you'll pray and I will hear you. I will hear your voice and I will listen to. Folks, I'm telling you right now, it may not. Sometimes God spoke to me about somebody this morning and uh, I I was praying for him and just out of the blue, he began to talk to me about this person. And, and, and the shape that they're in now, and he said, it's because they quit listening to my voice. Because things didn't happen as fast as they wanted it to happen. So they decided my voice wasn't a voice they heard any longer. Some people even think they're hearing their own voice. That's the cool thing about the Holy Spirit. When he speaks to you, he, uh, see, I'm getting into stuff I wanna teach later. When he speaks to you, he speaks to your, you're going, everything's going to filter through you. Sometimes it'll sound like your own voice. Sometimes it'll sound like your own voice. You're like, well, why did I just think that? You didn't think that. You heard that. Your spirit heard it. You didn't think it. You didn't come up with it. All right. Moving on. That's prequel to what we're going to get into in a few weeks. 
Because I'm telling you, this is going to be the year to hear. All right, 1 John chapter 5, verse 14. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 from the Passion Translation. John says this, and since we have this confidence, we can also have great boldness. And since we have this confidence, we can also have great boldness before him. If we present any request agreeable to his will, he, go ahead, Bob, will hear us. How do we know? Because we're speaking from a voice that he understands. We're speaking from a voice he recognizes. The lion recognizes the roar of its companions. He says, if we have this confidence, then we with boldness come that we speak anything that's agreeable to his will. He hears us. And if we know he hears us. See, this is the problem, Jody. A lot of people don't understand that God hears them. They've never been taught, well, let's just throw one up. You ever heard that one? Throw one up for me. I'm not throwing one up. Listen, this is not a Hail Mary situation. When I speak to God, it's not just lobbing something up and hoping it lands. No, when I speak to God, it's like a world-class archer. And I will shoot that thing and it'll go into the very heart of God because I know he hears me. See, that's our problem. We have forgotten that he hears you. He hears you, but I don't know him that well. That's okay. He hears you, but I don't even walk with him all the time. That's okay. He hears you. He put a voice inside of you so that it can reflect back to him. And if we know he hears us in whatever we ask, now, don't be asking stupid stuff. We also know that we have obtained. See, God doesn't work on our timeline. He says, if we ask, you have to know you already have the thing that you asked for. See, when you ask for something, God looks at it as yours in the past tense. <laughs> God, I'm hoping for this thing to happen in the future. And he says, I've already given it to you back here. Let's, let's read that again. And if we know he hears us in whatever we ask, we also know that we have obtained, not going to obtain Jody, but we have obtained the request we ask of him. Now imagine that going before God, praying for something and, and, and you have to go before God knowing before you go to God that he's already answered it. That'll, that'll mess your mind up a little bit. That's why he says he was, we were chosen in him from before the foundation of the world. The lion hears your voice. Do not, this is gonna be, I told you, I, these are gonna be the most prophetic things you hear me probably say maybe all year is these three messages. But I'm telling you, this year, be prepared to be speaking things and to start speaking things that you never, you're thinking, there is no way. God, there's no way I'm going to say that. There's no way, God, I'm going to declare that. But I'm telling you, there's things coming in your life that you're going to begin to speak this year and he hears your roar and he will answer back. The last thing we wanted to look at was, I think, number five there 
It says the lion will stay with his pride only as long as he's able to protect it from, from, from younger lions. So not only does your lion hear your voice, but he knows who you are and promises protection. I'm here to speak directly to fear today that's in your life. Know your lion will protect you. I'm telling you what, the day of these gloom, doom, despair, prophecies, agony on me, deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. That ain't no prophecy. Word says that prophecy is used for what? Edification. I tell you, I'm getting into stuff I'm wanting to teach later. Edification, exhortation, and what? Comfort. Well, it's done, it's over, gloom, doom, no. No, you're lying. And, and the Holy Spirit says, I'm, he's speaking directly to the fears that are trying to rise up in so many people. And it's trying to rise up today. Psalms 91, verse 15. Psalm 91, verse 15. Psalm 91, verse 15 from the Passion Translation. He says, I will answer your cry. There's there's the lion responding to your voice. For help, how often? Every time you pray. That's a promise. I will hear your cry. Every time you pray, you will find and feel my presence even in time of pressure and trouble. So when times of pressure and trouble come this year, you need to quit looking at the pressure, quit looking at the trouble, and begin to look for the presence of God because the presence of God, he says he will always be there. I'm telling you, this can be the year that you walk in God's presence more than you feel God's presence. He said, you will find and feel my, I'm telling you, more than we've ever done, I believe this is the year. I will be your glorious hero and give you a feast. You will be, verse 16, you will be satisfied with a, what? Full life. I'm telling you, I'm speaking to your fear right now. This is a promise. You will be satisfied with a full life. And with all that I do for you, you see, it's not about what we're doing for him. It's not about what we can make happen. It's time to realize we maybe we can't make it happen except for when we begin to speak and then he begins to do the work. You know, the Holy Spirit, even in creation, I'm so far ahead of myself. I'm weeks ahead of myself. Even in creation, the Holy Spirit didn't create until he heard a voice. The word says that he hovered over the waters. But when he heard a voice, then creation began to happen. All of creation is waiting for the voice of the lions. 
He said, and they, they said, let there be light, and there was light. Let, 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 let the land come, and the land came. See, there was no creation until a voice began to speak. And I'm telling you, this is going to be the year where you find and feel his presence, and you begin to speak with the confidence, knowing that he hears you, and then creation will respond in kind. You will be satisfied with a full life and with all that I do for you. Now look at into this verse. For you will, everybody say enjoy. That needs to be your word this year. I'm going to enjoy. No more gloom, no more doom, no more despair. I'm going to enjoy. Yeah, but everything's going wrong. No, I know. I don't care what's happening. I'm going to enjoy life. It's up to me to enjoy life. It's my decision to enjoy life or not, or I can let everything just bring me down. (laughs) You will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. Folks, there's a roar that's coming. It's a sound. I have felt it for weeks. And I'm telling you, this is not the year of gloom and doom. This is the year of enjoyment. This is the year of fulfillment. This is the year that you see and speak things that you never thought you would see and speak. I'm almost done. Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17. Yes, Zephaniah is in the Bible. Way back. A lot of people say, Zephaniah, what the heck is that? Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17, I believe we're going. From the voice, he says, the eternal your God is standing where? Woo! I like the way the voice puts it. The eternal your God is standing right here among you. You are never outside of his presence. He's standing right here, right now, among us. He's standing right here among you. And he is the champion who will rescue you. He will joyfully. God's not mad. He's not upset. He's God, oh, get ready. God is not looking for vengeance. Well, things just didn't go my way. He says, I will rejoice I will, he will joyfully celebrate over you. He will, he will rest his love for you. He will rest in his love. See, that's what God does. He says, man, I love them so much. I think I'll just sit here. This is love. And I'm just going to rest in my love for them. He will joyfully sing. Didn't we talk this morning? Wasn't that a word from Ted or Jody or somebody this morning that he is singing with us? And he will sing. No, no, I'm sorry. He will what? Joyfully sing. Because Because of you. God is going to joyfully sing because of you. Just his relationship with you will cause him to joyfully sing. He likes you so much. Remember when you first got into a relationship? It was like, 
I'm walking on sunshine. Yeah. See, that's what he does. He understands that he's in relationship with you and he joyfully sings because you bring him that much joy. And he joyfully, he will joyfully sing over you like a new husband. And from my, one of my, I keep saying that and I know you probably think, well, man, he likes a whole lot of scriptures. He has a lot of favorites. I do. It's Psalms 107 and we're going to close here from the Passion Translation from Psalms 107 verse 13. It says, then we cried out, Lord, help us, rescue us. I love how the Passion puts it, and he did. King James says, and they cried up to him in their distresses and he delivered them from them all. Is that correct? If you got a King James in front of you. I like the way the Passion puts it there. He says, and we cried out, Lord, help us, Lord, rescue us. And he did. I love that. His light broke through in the darkness and he led us out in freedom from death's dark shadow and snapped every one of our chains. I'm speaking to your fear now. This is what God's saying over you. You cry out to me to rescue you and I did. And I will deliver you out through the darkness and you will be led in freedom from death's dark shadow and every one of your chains will be snapped and freedom is your destiny. Now my response is found in verse 15. So lift up your hands and give thanks to God for his marvelous kindness, for his miracles of mercy, for those he loves, for he smashed through heavy prison. Didn't we talk about prison doors this morning? <laughs> For he smashed through heavy prison doors and shattered the steel bars that held us back just to set a, no other reason than for freedom's sake. Isn't that what the word says? For freedom? He set us free. He said he smashed through heavy prison doors and shattered the steel bars that held us back just to set, just for fun just to set it free. <laughs> I just heard Pinocchio go through my head. You know, I got no strings to hold me down. There's nothing hanging on you. There's nothing controlling you. You're free. He set you free just for the heck of it. Just for fun. He set you free. Verse 17, some of us were such fools bringing on ourselves sorrow and suffering all because of our sins. Sick and feeble, unable to stand in the sight of food, we drew near the gates of death. Then we cried out, Lord, help us, rescue us. And he did. <laughs> God spoke the words, be healed, and we were healed delivered from death's door. So lift up your hands and give thanks to God for his marvelous kindness, for his miracles of mercy, for those he loved. Bring your praise as an offering. That's what praise and worship's for. It's your time to sacrifice. Bring your praise as an offering, your thanks as a sacrifice and sing your story of miracles with a 
joyful song. God doesn't want sad songs. He wants joyful songs. <laughs> so your lion, when you roar, he hears you. He knows your voice. And he promises to protect you in all things. You will be free. And I'm telling you, folks, this is the year of the roar. So get ready to open your mouth. Get ready to see, get ready to speak, get ready to hear. The best is yet to come. Say that with me. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. I will enjoy life because that's my choice. Amen? Let's pray about it. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for who you are and what you are in our life. You are glorious and grand and holy and righteous and good. Father, I thank you that this is the year of uncontrollable laughter. This is the year of just joy overflowing. Well, well, no, there's no well to it. I'm just going to enjoy life. I'm just going to have a good time because this is where God wants me to be. And Father, I thank you that it's not just for me, but you recognize all of our voices. You hear all of our prayers and you promise to deliver us from all of our troubles. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen.